After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This podcast is brought to you by DeMarini. Are you ready to join the uprising? More than 150 programs around the nation have, including back-to-back Division I and II national champions, Oregon State and Tampa, and Division III national champion Keene. Log on to demarini.com backslash dnation and check out the Voodoo Minus 3 to see why the SC3 alloy is the most powerful and durable performance alloy on the market. It gives you the pop you need to get along because chicks don't dig the ground ball. The Uprising, coming to a ballpark near you. Welcome once again, everyone, to a Baseball America podcast. Along with Aaron Fitt, I'm John Manuel here with the College Edition, recorded on March 10th, 2008. Thanks so much for coming in. We'll have the college chat later today. We've got our top 25 already updated, top 25 trackers already updated, three strikes to come. You know where you want to go for college baseball information. That's baseballamerica.com. And Aaron, uh, this is another volatile week. We got to go to a college baseball game together this weekend, actually, out in Greenville, North Cackalack. I'm the fool who didn't wear a jacket. <laughs> it was it was beyond blustery. It was really cold this weekend in Greenville, and I was freezing. Um, I believe the way I would say it in uh, Yiddish is that I was freezing my tukas off, um, to quote uh, Alan Alda. Well, Hawkeye, well, Hawkeye Pierce reference there for all the young kids out there who don't even know what MASH is. But uh, it was cold, and we saw two good, solid, I think, regional teams in East Carolina and Michigan. You were at another game on Saturday earlier in the day. That's the reason I even bring it up. That's the depth of Baseball America passion. Aaron Fitz starts off Saturday in Raleigh at Virginia at NC State. Great pitching matchup, Jacob Thompson and Eric Surkamp. Then you drive out an hour and a half east for part of an East Carolina-Michigan game before, of course, uh, my true passion, uh, heading back home to make sure uh, I can listen to the North Carolina-Duke game and catch the end of it um, in hoops. Um, But uh, it's a great college baseball weekend, a volatile weekend, but a good weekend around here that we got to take in some. So uh, that's how how we roll at Baseball America. We just – we're going to drive all over the ends of the earth if we can to go see a college baseball area. Yeah, and, and you know, like you said, John, we saw. Uh, I came away from that Michigan East Carolina game thinking, like you said, definitely two regional caliber teams. And I know that we were probably higher on both of those teams in the preseason than uh, some other people were. Than the I, average bear. I still think Michigan will be there at the end of the year, and, and um, you know they're struggling right now. They are a cold weather team. Um, and, and everything's been a little bit off because they didn't have Zach Putnam really uh, at 100% the first couple of weeks, and that kind of threw off the rest of their pitching. He sets the um, tone for their whole team. He's their best player. He's their four-hole right. hitter and their number one starter. He's, he's not right, a, they're he's not right. He's a heck of a player, too. Uh, How about but, a 4-0 time to first from the right side for Zach Putnam this weekend, according right? to one scout? The guy's just... He's just really good. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's not a publication fabrication. I don't care what the scouts in the Midwest say. The guy's got... Uh, varied repertoire. He's got a solid average fastball, if not better, plus split, and he's athletic. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it plays. And he's got legit power with the bat, too. And we saw him uh, hit a ball the other way that I think would have been out in a less gusty day. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Michigan, I think they're. I think offensively they struck me as a team. They'll be there, I think, um, at the end of the year. They need Mike Wilson to come around the left-hander. 
um, in the rotation. But you know what? Right now they're struggling, and they, they almost got knocked out of the top 25, John. They're down to number 25. We yep. left them kind of unnoticed, along with a couple of other 500 teams that, that had a lot of expectations coming into the year, Oregon State and San Diego, also in that kind of discussion. Uh, San Diego maybe a little bit more solid than those other two, but the Beavers uh, losing a... Um, There's know, three 500 teams right now, and 500 yeah. teams, uh, we're three weeks in, it's still early, um, but after this week, I think you're not going to see any more 500 teams in the Baseball America Top 25. We're, those are three teams that are right now kind of getting by on the reputation of their talent. Right. Uh, whether their talent really plays out or not is yet to be seen. The best thing you can say for all three of those teams is it's just March. Right. And you, you expect those three teams to play better as the season goes on. Oregon State has proven it can do that track record-wise. Other two have not. To me, Oregon State gets a little more rope because of I that. I think Michigan has to some degree. I mean, typically, you know, they won a regional team, last year. Cold weather team, they're typically right. going to start slow. Correct. Playing warm weather locations. And, and and like you said, they won a regional last year. Um, I think I, I think I just think they're going to be there at the end of the year. I think so too. And I'd rather, if I were a, a player or a coach on any of those three ball clubs, I would rather get my slump out of the way early than have it late, as USD had last year. Yeah. But let's face it, all three of those teams have got to play better to stay in the right. rankings, just from a top twenty-five standpoint. And I think all three of them need to be play, play better too to get into a postseason here. And that, but I believe all three will. And, and here's the other thing, John, is that I know. You know, someone someone's going to look at this, maybe who who hasn't been following our rankings as closely, and say, well, "What are these three 500 teams doing ranked?" When you've got a line of qualified teams, I think outside the top 25, like Pepperdine and it's a long line. Texas A and M and Coastal Carolina and Georgia Tech and NC State. I think Charlotte is in this mix. I think Central Florida, oh, Arkansas, East, East Carolina. Carolina. I mean, East Old Dominion Carolina. is even has, has rebounded a little Absolutely. bit here. I mean, there's there's a lot of good teams outside the top Arkansas. 25. Uh, LSU is another one. I mean, Central Florida. I, I think Oklahoma. For, for me, Pepperdine once again is the one team I really wanted to rank. That, and, and for the Thursday week, they were basically team number twenty six. So they're right on the cusp every weekend. Um, I think they'll they'll be in very soon. I, I like that team. I like their talent. But uh, you know, we, we started these other teams out high in the rankings, and we've now we're, we're dropping them. We're dropping them in, until they can prove that they they win. Uh, right now, they're on they're on notice, but uh, uh, the, the ways will have to wait another week. Yeah, that's the way it looks this week at the Baseball America Top 25. You're listening to the podcast. And one thing that has been borne out from what we predicted in the preseason, Aaron, is the Pac-10 strength and the West's strength. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. We've got 1-2 Pac-10 at the top, Arizona and Arizona State. We've got another Pac-10 team at 11 in UCLA, another team that's 7-4. and four. That's a, They're the worst 7-4 and four team in the country right now that I can see. It's a team that's hitting sub-700 OPS with metal bats. It's 236, 352 on base, 346 slugging right now. UCLA has one guy who's hitting in Aiden Carruthers. The rest of their team not hitting. Ryan Babineau's uh, bat's hot, but he hasn't played very much yet because of some, some nagging injuries. But it's, it's not just Brandon Crawford. It's not just Jermaine Curtis. It's the whole team. I checked their stats. No one on that team other than Carruthers and uh, Babineau is hitting over 250. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. It's brutal, and they've got to hit. I think they, 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 they will hit. They will be better. Will. But right now, UCLA is just not a good team, and that's why they, you know, that's why they, we hit them at eight spots and, this week. And like you said, John, I mean, Alden Carruthers has really been their their best their best hitter, and and nobody else is really even in the discussion. They're all been very disappointing. But and and, and you know, on the mound as well, we talk about UCLA's pitching, but. It's really the Tim Murphy show right now. I mean, they've gotten a couple other good performances, but right. he's been the guy who's really, who's really kind of uh, uh, 
excelled. Oh, he's today. carrying them. Yeah. He's completely carrying them. They have seven wins. Two of them are complete game shutouts or shutouts, anyway, started by Tim Murphy. So, But at 12 is the big surprise of the year to me, the Cal Bears. Uh, you know, California has long been a program with some talent, but that hasn't delivered on the field. And this year, Cal's doing it without their ace, Tyson Ross. And that's what's so impressive to me. They're doing it not necessarily at home. Uh, they're doing it against good teams. They're beating good teams. They're beating them with hitting. They're beating them with pitching. Uh, they beat Stanford, which Stanford goes and has a great week, a big weekend series at Texas. They win, so Stanford jumps into the rankings at 18. I'll keep on the West Coast tip. Irvine at 13. Cal State Fullerton at 20. Um, the West Coast, we, we talked about it. The West was going to be good this year. Long Beach State, I haven't even mentioned. Uh, probably the best team that's on the West Coast, Arizona and Arizona State, clearly are West teams. They're kind of West Coast teams are both in the Pac-10. But uh, those two teams have separated themselves for me. Yeah. Uh, Arizona showed why we have Arizona number one and not Arizona State. Three games this weekend, three shutouts, South Alabama, Corpus Christi, and Notre Dame. That's extremely impressive. Their pitching is better than Arizona State's pitching. By a lot. Arizona State's offense, though, Aaron, is redonkulous. So just, just but as good as it is, John, yeah. is, it, is it that much better than Arizona's offense? I don't, I don't think it is. I, mean, I, think, I, I, think, I think it is pretty much better, but Arizona, better. Arizona's crushing the ball right now. Yeah, I mean, Arizona State probably has right now, at least, the most dangerous offense in the country. Uh, I think Arizona might have a deeper lineup, frankly. It's I mean, a it's, very, very good it's, lineup. It's, and, they've, and they've got guys in the middle of the order like C.J. Ziegler, who's just killing the ball, uh, you know, and, and He's a great Dylan college Fawn hitter. Has, has really, really blossomed over the last couple of weeks. Good point. Uh, Dylan Baird can can really hit. I mean, these guys these guys have a lot of weapons too. Yeah, those two teams uh, have really separated themselves. It's really just it's impressive. They're playing. They're they're the two teams that have the most talent that are playing to that level. I mean, you could have made the case they had the most talent coming into the year period, and now we'll see if Arizona State can keep it up as their schedule really toughens up and tightens up in terms of games they play. They played five this week, uh, this past week, but now coming up, two against Arkansas and two against Troy. Really neat stretch. It's a great stretch, and it's a, the best test Arizona State's had. And if they well, pass I mean, it, you another... know, their first weekend was a pretty good right. test. Right. No, well, no, those are the best teams. This is the best stretch, though. Ten games in 14 days. Uh, that's the most, the biggest test they're going to have of their pitching and, staff, and they're playing good teams this week with Arkansas and Troy. John, that's a great point you make, too, because they didn't, they didn't start Mike Leak this weekend on the mound because they had to use him in, in a midweek game. Uh, so already they're bringing guys back a little bit on short rest, and, and I think, you know, I, I'm very curious to see how they handle this stretch, like you said, with That's all these saying. games. Because it's, all, it's not just it's the, the pitching depth is the question. It will be a difficult stretch, Aaron, obviously. Arizona State, like I said, they're going to be tested this week. It's not just the quality of cal- of opponent. It's, it's the number of opponents, and we're going to see that with every team in the country right now. Everyone's going to be playing four and five games a week now. And it's going to have a cumulative effect, as it always does on pitching. And that's, you know, what we're going to really have to watch for as the season goes on. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more action that happened last week on the Baseball America podcast here. He's Aaron. I'm John. Aaron uh, Stanford. We brought, touched on Stanford. Pretty impressive weekend. You called it the series of the weekend. And Stanford goes to Austin and beats Texas. And I guess who? What is this, what's the bigger story? That Stanford is back and they can go on the road and beat a top 25 team like Texas, which they really haven't been able to do the last couple of years. Uh, barely a regional team in 06, not a regional team in 07. Or is it the bigger story that Texas has had back-to-back weekends where they have not, uh, where they've gone one and two on the weekend? Which is the bigger deal to you? No, to me it's Stanford. I mean, I think Texas is doing kind of what you and I expected they would do to come into the year. They've got young pitching that they're still trying to break in. They've got a lot of newcomers. Right. Um, I think Texas will be better at the end of the year than they are at the beginning of the year. 
but but Stanford, I think, made a statement this weekend uh, again. I mean, really, they swept Cal State Fullerton last weekend. They'd beaten Nebraska the week before that. Uh, but but to go to Austin and, and, and take two out of three from Texas, um, you know, and that is a talented Texas team. I mean, maybe they've got some question marks, but especially offensively, that's a very good club. Um, you know, Stanford is back. You know, I think that they're – Going into the year, we had we had uh, Stanford and Cal kind of as two teams we, we talked about for the preseason top 25. They both yep. clearly had talent. Uh, it was just such a deep conference, you know, and Southern Cal is kind of in that mix as well. Uh, we liked all three of those clubs. We talked about all three as potential top 25 teams, and, yep. and right now we're seeing, I think, that they all are. We had seven S, uh, Pac-10 teams in consideration for our top 25. And there's only and nine, remember, in that, in that league that only, played baseball, right? The only ones we didn't consider were Washington State and, was, uh, and, and Washington and right now we've ranked six of those teams at one time or another. In Southern California, the seventh team is uh, nine and four. Uh, the other losses are pretty good ball clubs like UCLA or Pepperdine, and they have two weekend sweeps against East Coast opponents. The thing is, both Florida International and Winthrop are down, but it's still impressive that a team from the West Coast comes to the East, sweeps Florida International to start the year, and then this past weekend goes to Winthrop and sweeps Winthrop. Always a competitive program. So two very impressive weekends uh, and an impressive start to the year for Southern California. So the Pac-10 is looking really, really strong. And right now the, the disappointments are Oregon State and UCLA right now, and those I think are both teams that we believe are talented, deep, well-coached, and will bounce back. So the, the Pac-10 is ridiculously stacked. Let's talk a little bit about the SEC, Aaron, while we're on our conferences, because the Southeastern Conference is beginning conference play this coming weekend. We've had some conference play. The ACC had some conference play this weekend. We've already touched a little bit on that Virginia-NC State series. We'll talk about that more in Three Strikes, or you will write about it. Right. Let's talk about the SEC a little bit. This, uh, you know, We've got this, these three top teams in our minds in the SEC. Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina still the top three teams. Uh, Ole Miss stumbles this weekend. Vanderbilt's just been kind of eh. South Carolina with a good weekend, but they had that, uh, a really ugly midweek loss to Charlotte. Uh, which SEC team is playing the best in your mind, and what's the sto- what's the biggest storyline so far in the Southeastern Conference for you? Well, first of all, the team that's playing the best out of that group, I think, is South Carolina. Um, you know, they've they've gotten good pitching so far from guys like Cisco and uh, and Atwood and Atwood Blake with Cooper. Ele- eleven strikeouts in a four inning a four inning stint this weekend for right. Will Atwood, pretty impressive. So, I mean, right now they've answered, I think, that question, and they answered it. Uh, against Clemson and in, in East Carolina, two quality opponents the first two weekends. They certainly have played the best out, out of these three teams. Uh, I still think Mississippi is the best team, uh, especially since Vanderbilt has lost Pedro Alvarez for the foreseeable future, and, and they haven't gotten the kind of pitching they expected to get from Brett Jacobson. Um, you know, Tough loss this weekend for them when, they, when you get Mike Miner going into the ninth inning yeah. with a shutout and take a 2-1 loss. But the offenses, right. they just haven't they haven't clicked on all cylinders yet at Vanderbilt. They haven't, and yet they're still they're still winning every weekend two two games out of three. Right. Um, so, you know, they're still here. But I, I, that's a team that I think I, I could see dropping some in the next few weeks. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, they do have South Carolina at home this weekend. Uh, Vanderbilt is an experienced team. I really think they could win that series at home. Um, but uh, but South Carolina is, is playing very well right now. That's going to be a tough, tough series. And you have some interesting developments outside the top 25 in that league. you got uh, Louisiana State playing really well after a good start uh, for Palmineri. We knew that was a younger team, but also a more talented team than they have been in the past. Uh, and you're also talking about an Arkansas team that's off to a great start despite yeah. a lot of uh, new players. But not, Arkansas- not, not a great schedule right. for, for either of those teams, but, uh, but they put themselves now back on the radar in the discussion to, to be ranked. 
by their by getting off the good starts. Although Stetson is a good series win for LSU. Absolutely. Series. And then you have staying in Arkansas, though, and we'll wrap up the show on this note. Arkansas, not even the most impressive team in the state of Arkansas this right. week, Aaron. Well, you tease three strikes a little bit at BaseballAmerica.com. Every Monday, Aaron uh, wraps up the quick take really on the weekend with three strikes. They're the three biggest storylines out of the weekend. And the state of Arkansas uh, brings us one of them, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas State, really a, really an impressive week. Because first they go on the road uh, in a midweek game against Ole Miss, and, and they win. Uh, and this is not one of those deals where they, they threw their best guy against the number two team in the country. Uh, actually, I mean, Arkansas State uh, staffed this game. They used four bullpen guys against uh, against Ole Miss's number four starter, and they and they won. And they go this weekend and play the uh, the runaway preseason favorite to win the Sun Belt Conference in, in, in the conference opener. That's Louisiana Lafayette, and they sweep that series. And Lafayette is struggling right now a little bit, but Arkansas State, I think, has some legit talent. Uh, they're going to be a factor in that league. That's something to keep an eye on. It really is. I mean, it's just a, it's a huge story to me to see a team like Arkansas State have that kind of week where they win four. They play four games against preseason top twenty-five teams. And win all four. Just very, very impressive, and we must shine a little light on that team. Just, uh, I think, let people know. I think they already know if they really pay attention. We're just not about the top twenty-five. We're not just about the power conferences. We're all about everybody. So, uh, yeah. try to cover uh, as much as we can out there in Division One, and we'll we'll keep doing that. Or my name ain't Caleb Gloffenheim. So. And, and like you said, John, uh, I don't think your name is Caleb Gloffenheim. No, but, but I love to say Caleb Gloffenheim. But uh, but uh, like you said. Check out Three Strikes today for more on uh, on the Indians of Arkansas State. That's in, we, who even knew that they were the uh, Arkansas State Indians? I mean, I did, but how many of our podcast listeners really did? So, but we're going to keep the podcast tight this weekend. We'll, we, we this week we'll be back next week every Monday at baseballamerica.com. You can download us at baseballamerica.com or subscribe on iTunes. So until next Monday's show, he's Aaron Fit. I'm John Manuel. Thanks so much, and uh, until next week, so long, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.